That is simply, I saw an ad, I recall Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. Just to use them as the example. Oh, yeah. Then there's consideration. I saw another ad. Maybe it was another native ad. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was a display as a social ad or another search the audio, ad. audio, yeah. It's I visited the domain. I didn't convert yet, but I visited the domain. I learned a little more. That's, a, that's, that's consideration. Welcome to the Programmatic Digest podcast, where we cover top programmatic and digital news. I'm your host, Ellen Parker, your very own programmatic sensei. Thank you for joining us. And before we get into today's conversation, please do me those three small favors. Follow us on Apple iTunes and leave us a review. Like and comment on social media. We are currently on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and very soon to be on YouTube, y'all. And finally, sign up to the newsletter on the website, programmaticdigest.com. It sends you one reminder every new episode or once a month as a recap. Welcome to the Programmatic Digest podcast, John. How are you doing today? Doing all right. Happy Monday to you. Yes. Happy Monday. It's the first day of summer. It's going to be a great, fantastic summer for all of us here and listening. I agree. I agree. It's, it's it may be a hot one, but like again, like as you know, vaccines are getting rolled out and and restrictions in the states, at least in the United States, yeah. At yeah. least as these things are starting to unwind, I think we're all in store for at least a better summer than maybe we had a year ago. Oh yeah, definitely. Please, a better summer than a year ago. Um, you are Indeed. head of you said this head of evangelism at Microsoft Advertising, which I think is really cool. So talk to us about your title first. And um, while we at it, just go ahead and introduce yourself with those who don't know you yet. And then we'll talk about a few topics that we're going to cover today. Fair enough. So first off, hi, I'm John, John Lee. I am 15 years into the digital advertising, digital marketing industry. That is a very big number. The bigger that number gets, the more I realize, yes, <laughs> I'm old. And maybe if like for anybody that is watching this on video, there is some gray in this. I promise. I promise. <laughs> uh, uh, so 15 but, years into this space, mostly on the agency side, mm-hmm. five years ago in 2016, I came on board at Microsoft Advertising as a learning and development a subject matter expert, right? Mm-hmm. So they hired me to come in and facilitate training for sellers oh. on the Microsoft advertising side, but also to train the platform, train best practices to our clients. Mm-hmm. And luck would have it that a friend of mine, a mentor of mine who was in this role before me, moved on to become a manager within Microsoft. And they're like, hey, who should we tap to be the next head of evangelism for Microsoft advertising? I, my name was brought up. And so that's amazing, and I'm super grateful. But what does that mean? So outside yeah. of the tech space, evangelism has many meanings. <laughs> um, within the context of, of Microsoft and Microsoft advertising specifically, okay. that means that I get to attend conferences outside of a pandemic. But inside of a pandemic, that means virtual conferences. It also means a lot of writing, blog writing. Mm -hmm. It means also managing a network of influencers, much like yourself, to say, hey, here's what we're doing on the the engineering side. And here's how we're thinking about search. Here's how we're thinking about native advertising. In the hopes, right? There's zero demands in the hopes that you'll go blog about it, talk about it, etc. So very much, I am the face of 
the brand for Microsoft advertising to our clients and to anyone who's following the industry. There's there's a lot there for sure. (laughs) It's a big role. (laughs) Yeah, I was just going to say it's a really cool role to have um, being able to to educate and research and um, just be the evangelist for the brand, I think. (laughs) No better way to do it. (laughs) When I hear evangelism, though, I hear a lot of singing. Is that the case for you? I I would say, like, people in my family made a lot of jokes. And Mm -hmm. I mean, no disrespect to anybody, but (laughs) my my sister in particular made a joke that made me laugh out loud. And that is hard to do these days. But I laughed out loud, like, no, 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 no. That is not what you mean. Okay. And I I think, and she's smart enough to know better. Uh But... It's like it's like, and this is what this means. It means I get to go and talk. I get to be the the relationship builder, right? I get to go and just pound the pavement, shake hands, and meet yeah, people, even if that's digitally, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I think it's a really really cool uh, role to have. Um, so we have been following you on LinkedIn, and I have been um, trying to attend as many conferences virtually as you've been part of because uh we've had previous conversation and it really yeah. you're just a cool individual like honestly so i'm looking forward to this conversation obviously for those who can't guess we're going to talk about microsoft advertising uh specifically maybe some native advertising if we get to the conversation and yes. uh but i would love to start about microsoft advertising audience which was I'm not going to say release recently, but it's fairly new in the game, or is it not? Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Microsoft Advertising has been around for several right. years. Yes, advertising. We, correct. We, we were previously known as Bing Ads in the industry. Uh-huh. And so from a search perspective, this is everything that's not Google. I mean, that's maybe not 100% true, but for the most part it is, right? Yeah. So it's Bing, it's AOL, it's Yahoo. Mm-hmm. It's a multitude of search partners on the search side. Now, if we think about Google as our main competition, mm-hmm. Google is more than just search. Google also is this vast network of display and native advertising, the GDM, the Google Display Network. Mm-hmm. But when we think about share of wallet, if we're talking to digital advertisers, they're not only spending money on search, they're not only spending money on display, but there's also this big native pocket, social, et cetera. So Facebook and Twitter and Reddit and LinkedIn, mm-hmm. like all these other places. So what's the next logical step for Microsoft is we have very strong assets, digital assets that people are visiting daily think msn think you know think skype think outlook.com all of right well i mean yahoo is a partner of ours we don't own yahoo okay right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. right so but when you think about the just partnerships yes but also Mm -hmm. our our own owned properties there's a lot there and so we have got to take action so microsoft's been involved in display and still is to some extent today when you think what's happening on Xbox and some of the core properties. But what can we do that's native that we can offer our existing clientele mm-hmm. on the search network through Microsoft Advertising? And that is where the Microsoft Advertising Network was born. Network. And so that is, yeah, that's right. So that is native advertising. And so it was born on MSN, 
Mm-hmm. Anything Microsoft News, whether that's app-based on Android, iOS, or the web, but also Outlook.com. But we've further expanded that to many partnerships, be that CBS Sports, maybe it's um, Everyday Health, Fox Business, The Atlantic, Reuters, right? Big, huge news network. But then we've also expanded into a, a, you know, a number of verticals. Think Livingly, Metacritic, People.com, The Verge, a big tech site. Think about audio. Cardgoover is one of the biggest finance, which is investing money-wise, money-versed, travel far and wide, Traveler Door, sports, beyond CBS. We've got 24-7 sport, SB Nation. So I'll stop there, right? That's not even like, that's just tip of the iceberg in terms of what's available to say, hey, we want to serve native ads to relevant users. Where can we go? It's not just Microsoft properties. It's this huge, vast network in many of the top verticals that, that are there today. I got it, got it. So it is focused on native inventory. Correct. That's absolutely and, correct. And the way we can position what you just said um, is the fact that it will complement any search strategy that a brand or an advertiser is currently running, right? So I pulled, um, I think it was on Central, and they said that need why native advertising because 71% is to build brand awareness. Mm-hmm. 50% is effectively influence consumer perception, and then 52% to general itself. So I know I've used native advertising before on definitely the first two points, which is building awareness and influencing consumers' perceptions. Uh, (laughs) And for those who are not familiar with native advertising, it's the the ad that is either in feed, within the content of a page that you're reading. Let's say you're on msnnews.com and then you're reading Mm -hmm. your article and you scroll down. It's natively placed within the article. And so that's why the name of native. So, yeah. Go ahead. I think, yeah, I think MSN is a great example, right? Okay. So let's say me mm-hmm. as the average. Uh, yes, I'm a Microsoft fanboy. If my shirt was no ah. further clear, right? My head is in the cloud. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but let's say I'm just the average Microsoft user. Mm-hmm. I log into Edge and the Edge home screen loads. That's my first option. But like for me, I have the actual msn.com page load because there's more information. There's more news that is catered to me based on my preferences, Mm -hmm. but also my overall activity within the Microsoft ecosystem. What have I searched for? What content have I looked at? And so even the organic content is tailored to my activity when we think about the ads even more so. but. If you think about the MSN homepage, it is a visual engagement asset, right? It is nothing but big, bold images and headlines saying, hey, here's a piece of content that you, the user, may be interested in. And from there to the point that you just made is interlaced within that. Yes, there are going to be organic pieces of news that are relevant to me. There are also going to be ads that are relevant to me that look much the same, a big, bold image, a great headline, visually appealing, but it is native, right? It is in line with all the other content that I'm viewing 
that is based on a multitude of targeting assets. And so if you think about what is available within Microsoft advertising, there's going to be in-market. So based on the signals that an individual user, be that this guy, you, someone else, based on our activities, search intent, the sites that we visited, have we shown intent to purchase? That's in-market audiences. We have remarketing. We're all familiar with remarketing, right? Remarketing audiences are huge. But then there's customer match. What are you doing with that first-party data, the data that you own? And then we can go further. Because we are Microsoft, we also have LinkedIn profile targeting to say, okay, companies, right? job titles, skills. Like, How can we go after somebody based on their work life? Right now, that doesn't define them, but that's also a big part of who they are and how can we go after them? And so that's also how these ads are going to serve these people. Yeah, that makes it. You bring a good point. Um, you bring you brought a lot of points. Um, so I pulled an article from actually from I think Microsoft blog. Yeah, Microsoft advertising blog. And I'd love for you to give us an example of a, um, uh, maybe we'll call it a case study, uh, clients that recently utilized Microsoft Network, uh, Microsoft Advertising, I'm sorry, Microsoft Audience Network. I'm, I'm going to get it right for the end of this. There you week. go. Microsoft <laughs> Audience Network. <laughs> uh, maybe has, um, whenever they added um, that strategy, They've seen an increase into X or um, this is how it worked well for this client because it, they were in this vertical. Of course, no client naming here, but um, sure. overall, like, uh, because in the, uh, in the blog that I'm mentioning, it literally says, like, um, what can you achieve with um, in terms of marketing goals? And so it says user exposed to Microsoft audience ads engaged with brands at a higher rate, so 2.2. Uh, so twice as much awareness is four times consideration is 4.8 times and then conversion was four times higher. So There's four a- times lift in brand purchase per user measured by post exposure con- conversion. There's a lot of data out there, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. so let's start with simply this. Mm-hmm. So we, we know, and by we, I mean the Royal League, of digital advertisers, yeah. digital marketers, we know that it is not just search. Mm-mm. It's not just display. It's not just native. It's not just social. All of this stuff works together to yeah. create the consumer yeah. decision journey, right? And second, third, and so, yep. Absolutely, right? So, like, you can't be focused on just one. Mm-hmm. And while, like, Microsoft Advertising, we sit squarely in search, mm-hmm. we sit squarely in native, we're also not blind to the rest of the ecosystem. Mm-hmm. We're a part of a much greater ecosystem. But when we can track the data, when we can see the data, only looking at search and native, we can see a lot of upside to say, I mean, let's just start with impressions and click. So when you have both the native components, so let's think that discovery phase, right? I'm going to discover a brand. Wow, you know what? I knew I was in the market for X, but I didn't know this brand. That's mm-hmm. like that discovery phase. But then how does that correlate to search? And how does that correlate to somebody saying, okay, I'm going to dig deeper. I'm going to do some research, tire kick, right? So to speak, 
and then actually go through clicking on an ad to land on a landing page and, and do whatever, right? Whatever the next step is. When we look at just that native to, to search interaction, there's a 37% lift in impressions alone when you're doing both. Okay. There's a 47% lift in clicks. But then when you're talking, I think the stats you're referencing are much more along the lines of what happens with conversion. And right, when we think awareness, simply like brand recognition, and I think you know, Google does a lot of this with, with the Google ecosystem, right? So Google Display, YouTube, Search, et cetera. Think brand lift, right? Just as a, as a comparative measure. For us, when we look at what's happening with native and search, absolutely, there's a 2.2% lift mm-hmm. in just simply brand awareness when you're running native and search versus just search. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right? A, lot of, a lot of advertisers default to just search because they know that by and large, that's kind of a last click, that intent-based, I'm going to make a purchase, I'm going to go to Google, I'm going to go uh, to Bing and, and, and make that search, right? That is, that <laughs> is such a good point because yeah. advertisers and clients like search. It's a sexy tactic because of the conversions that we're able to track. Correct. Our industry has defaulted last click attribution because of Google and how they're, they're, they presented it at some point in our industry the journey. Mm-hmm. Um, so we give credit to the last touch instead of giving credit on all the touches or at least like a linear touch. Maybe the first touch and the last touch is more important or it's the equal across. I professionally recommend always go for like multi-touch attribution versus last click. Now, why is because, like you just mentioned, John, um, if that first appearance, if that first engagement, whether it's a click or a view, happen on a native basis, it's still important because that consumer seen that ad, they've seen Coca-Cola, they're reading back right. like, uh, MSN News, they've seen Coca-Cola, they've seen that like uh, the, the polar bear on Coca-Cola, it makes an impact, it makes an impression. Two, three weeks later, if they're shopping for groceries in their local grocery stores yeah. and they're buying a case, you know, they probably heard it on the radio. They probably seen it on TV. <laughs> they definitely right. have been I, retargeted. I need some sugar and caffeine. Boom. Yeah. Coke. Yeah. That's Coke right. right. I there. love that polar bear. The polar bear. The red right. brand. Everybody knows Coca-Cola and Pepsi and all of them. Okay. I'm trying to be fair here for the brands. <laughs> um, but I say that to say... That first impression was almost just as important as all of those impressions that led to the conversion. That's so correct. if you're currently running a campaigns and it's last click attribution, don't panic. It's not the end of the world. Definitely. Before switching, there's a lot of things that has to happen in terms of measurement and, and implementing tracking on the back end. Cool. Uh, That's right. But, because because it's three stages, right? It's yeah. awareness, right? That is simply, I saw an ad, I recall Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. Just to use them as the example. Absolutely, yeah. Then there's consideration. I saw another ad. Maybe it was another native ad. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was a display as a social ad or another search the audio, ad. audio, yeah. I visited the domain. I didn't convert yet, but I visited the domain. I learned a little bit more. That's, a, that's, that's consideration. So we have awareness, consideration. But then there's still that conversion piece. And that's to, to the point you made a couple minutes ago. We focus so much on search because search is often the point of decision, yep. the point of conversion. And that's great. 
But how do you get a person through all of the hoops? How do they jump through all the hoops? They have to look holistically. What is happening through the entirety of the CDJ, that customer decision journey? Yeah, For I sure. have multitude of uh, example I can give where running a campaign or strategy, starting with search only performance, how performance has increased or drastically changed as soon as we started another piece of media or mm-hmm. like you've always, you always hear me say that the best strategies out there are the ones that are hitting the consumer or their prospective clients, prospective consumer in more than one channel. And search is one. It might be the most dominant. One of many. <laughs> one of many. One of a many. And I'm not only searching, uh, just speaking about Google, I'm speaking also. Yeah. We're learning it today. Microsoft Audience Network. <laughs> I get it right this time. Um, so I would I would strongly recommend that you reassess how you're... Because guess what? Um, once you identify which one of those attribution steps are actually the most important, which is from the third steps, or understanding that my ad has been seen, my brand has been seen X amount of time before converting, the first X amount of time, let's say if it's six times before converting the seventh time into a purchase, then the first six times you'll be able to do, it's like almost like a, a domino effect. Like you'll be able to update your frequency. When you update your frequency, you reduce it to where it's supposed to be, right? Let's say six or seven, then increase reach. Now you have control of your frequency. Now you're increasing incremental reach, right? In addition to that, you can now test different channels in addition to what you're running. You can test different messages at different stages to see if that will move the lever, if that'll increase your 4.4x uh, conversion rate. I mean, there's so much things that yes. we can do by understanding the steps. And I think it's a great point that you brought. Well, and and, and so again, coming from the brand perspective, absolutely, say, for, yeah. for, for those that haven't explored it, so... Again, if you're you're steeped in, let's say, you know, a demand side platform or you're doing things with, with Google on the display side, you understand the importance of impression tracking. Simply ad level impression tracking. We can do that too. Mm-hmm. And and if we think about the just the value in Microsoft, mm-hmm. not just Microsoft advertising. Yes, that's where I sit. That's who <laughs> pays the bills. But Microsoft and the data that we bring to the table, right? We have a lot of users. So if you think about Azure, if you think mm-hmm. about Outlook and Skype and MSN and Xbox, et cetera, LinkedIn, right? There is a ton of user data and plugging into the Microsoft advertising ecosystem on search and specifically on native is a great way to tap into the resource because to be honest, there are a few other ways to do so. Yeah, you can kind of you can lean into it through 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 a, a handful of DSPs. Maybe you're working with um, you know, what was previously known as Verizon Media. Are they Oath these days? I forget. Regardless, like, they're partners of ours, but there are other ways to work with them and lean into Microsoft News, etc. But I would argue. As like if if you're interested and you see the value in that first party user data, this is one of the best ways, the most direct ways to, to tap into that from an advertising perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good segue into our fun final question before the closing segment. Um, so 
I had a guest on the podcast, Atu Keru, and he called this topic boring, but I'm okay. very curious to hear your hands <laughs> on it. Uh, cookie deprecation. Okay. How is Microsoft positioning cookie deprecation um, that's happening in the rest, the rest of the world with Google? And I guess my final question here would be, what about the iOS um, update? How yes. is, uh, you know, I think it's two different questions, actually, that I asked you one, but... You're, you're throwing curveballs. I, yeah. love it. I love it. It's a nice so, way to end things. It is, yeah. So I will, I will preface by saying I know a lot <laughs> yeah. and I am still learning. And there's only so much I can speak to today. Yeah. So we're, we're figuring things out, much like the rest of the industry, much like yeah. you, much like all the listeners For are sure. figuring things out today. Mm -hmm. This is very much a work in progress. Mm -hmm. Even if we think about things like Google's recommendation, and I will emphasize that, it is a recommendation of Flock, right? That is only a proposal. That is not something that's been adopted by every browser and everybody in the industry, right? So what I would say is, is like, we're still, still very much in learning mode. And Microsoft has proposed Parakeet. If you're not familiar with Parakeet, I'm happy to share a link to that. Yeah. So Git, GitHub, we have published the entire code database for Parakeet with documentation of what does it mean that has been proposed to W3C, to the IAB, to other entities. It's even been proposed to Google. Mm -hmm. So like, we are a part, we are an active part of the conversation. Nothing has been decided. Got it. Okay. And a big and, not a but, a big and. Mm -hmm. Like We know that this is top of mind for our clients, for those that even aren't our clients yet, but are a part of this greater industry. Mm -hmm. And so we know that what Apple is doing with iOS, we recognize the importance, good, bad, whatever, indifferent. Yeah. We recognize the importance of that. And so there's going to be a lot of change over the coming months. Mm -hmm. We are right there with you. And people like myself, peers of mine, we are doing... I mean, I'm going to use one of my favorite vocabulary words. We are voraciously reading and learning and leaning into not only what Microsoft is doing, what Google is doing, what Apple is doing, what every, I mean, you name like a critio, you name a player in this industry, somebody's doing something yeah, every, to address this. And so everyone, we're yeah. learning, right? We're learning so that we can react, but we can also proceed and partner in many cases. Let's be honest. At the end of the day, this change will require partnership across the industry, regardless of what brand you work for, what brand you lean into from an advertising perspective as well. So what is, you said parakeet? Parakeet. Yeah, like parakeet. a bird. Oh, another bird reference. <laughs> you betcha. You betcha. Who, who decided birds? I don't know, but that's, that seems to be the theme. <laughs> does it have, does it have, uh, is it an acronym for something? It is. Yes. Oh and it, is, it is parakeet, all capital letters. Okay. Because <laughs> it is an acronym. And what is this essential? Oh, don't, don't ask me that. I don't <laughs> know it off the top of my head. I will share a link. <laughs> don't already <laughs> said that, guys. Letters, eight letters? Don't expect me to remember. <laughs> no. Microsoft came up with it. <laughs> <laughs> somebody somebody well above my pay grade, I promise. <laughs> oh, my best love it. All right. Well, uh, we'll move into the closing segment then, guys. Uh, we'll have uh the article that you're referring to 
attached to our show notes. We'll probably recap it on our social media and on the website. So let's go ahead and get into the closing segment, even though the conversation is so amazing right now, but I want to be respectful of your time. Um, Tell me one fun thing about yourself or maybe two or three things, a fun fact about yourself. Yeah. So for those that couldn't tell by the the music notes and the guitar behind me, I am a musician. Mm -hmm. Uh, Music dominates most of the conversation for me day in, day out. (laughs) I am in a classic rock cover band. I play keys. I used to play guitar. Mm -hmm. I don't so much anymore. Um, A lot of keys. I sing. I play harmonica. Um, Yeah. Music. I am a music nerd. Not as much as I'm a digital advertising nerd, but... (laughs) I think nerd is the key phrase here. <laughs> That's so cool. I actually played uh, the keyboard for like a good 10 years of my life. Love as, it. As a t- tween? Yeah, as, as a, a tween. tween. Nice. Um, but I, played, I, I played tuba. I actually auditioned to college as oh. a voice major oh. and a brass major. But on the tuba, I was accepted oh. as both. But I'm like, Wow, if I look at the coursework, if I'm doing a dual like instrumental and vocal yes. major, mm-hmm. that looks like wow, that just looks brutal. And so I chose voice because mm-hmm. I wanted to I wanted to be a choir director. Okay. I am not I am not a choir director for, for those that are paying attention. <laughs> that is a really cool fact. It was a cool fact. So you owe us two additional ones. I owe you two additional facts. Mm-hmm. I married okay. young. Um I am I am nearly 40, not 40 yet, but but there's less but than in, like. in, in between where I'm at today and when I will be 40. I uh, have <laughs> two kids, 14 mm-hmm. and 10. Um, yeah. And I mean, fatherhood is one of my greatest adventures. Hands down, awesome. period. It's Let's awesome. see what else. I mean, I ride, I ride a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. I drive a sports car. I'm like all these weird cliches. And yet, like I grew up as the quiet weird music kid and i grew up into this weird kind of like bombastic individual i don't know if i'm overcompensating for my youth or is this was always there all along i don't i, I haven't quite figured that out yet i would have never i haven't, I haven't quite figured that out yet <laughs> <laughs> so um do you want to tell us uh, about your pen or not i i will indeed and so this pen for those who may recognize those that support cancer in some form or fashion the mm-hmm. black ribbon is for those that are suffering from ba- brain cancer or a brain tumor. And so just a very, very personal moment of transparency. My daughter, who's 14, she is an amazing, amazing individual. She's picked up on a lot of my and my wife's traits from a music <laughs> perspective. She plays clarinet. She plays bass oh. clarinet. She's an amazing musician. Wow. Okay. Very smart, clever, sadly, is struggling from a brain brain tumor and so she's she's been in chemotherapy now um six plus months i've kind of blocked some of that out but since last october it is now june of 2021 so it was uh, mm-hmm. october of 2020 mm-hmm. um she is a trooper she's gonna see through this just fine but every day is in support of her everything i do is for her and her brother for that matter um and and we do we now know others um, who are struggling as well and are in our now extended family. Mm-hmm. And so it's very important to me and something that, uh, yeah, I'm proud to wear on my lapel and something proud to support every day. That is amazing. And this particular pin, you, your wife made it, right? Because she's oh, a- my, 
my goodness, my wife, yeah. Hand, well, I'll say handmade. My wife, much like myself, is a bit of a, a techno geek and has this device that can laser etch and laser burn wood. She can do it by hand. She used to do it by hand, but like as her business has grown, so have the tools and techniques that go into this. But my, my wife is an amazing individual. And because I'm a digital advertising, digital marketing guy, like she and I work in cahoots when I'm not doing my Microsoft advertising mm-hmm. work to grow her business as well. <laughs> that is so cool. Well, we are sending you love and encouragement and prayers for your badass daughter and your family. You. If she's like half of what, how amazing you are. I mean, she must be a pretty amazing individual. So she is um, incredible. She's incredible. She, I, she, she painted yeah. me a custom picture on canvas for Father's Day this year. So like just no to give you way. an idea. So. so okay, you have to share a share your wife's business. Um <laughs> you have to share. We talked about it before recording, uh, but where we can go support for this mm-hmm. amazing mm-hmm. cause and how much of a fighter she is. We want to fight with her and support her. And then you have to uh show that canvas. You have to share I will. I will. I will amazing. Indeed. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. This was Thank so you. much fun. Agreed. Agreed. Thank you so much. John Lee from Microsoft, guys. If anyone needs to reach out to you, where should they go? Yeah. Uh, About.ads.microsoft.com. That's the best place. Otherwise, if you're on Twitter, just John underscore A underscore Lee. Uh-huh. Either one of those things, either I'll respond to you directly or someone from Microsoft. Amazing. I'll have all of John's information in his LinkedIn, his Twitter, included in the show notes and included on our social media. So thank you so much for dropping by and I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so much for joining the conversation and we hope you enjoyed it. Please do us three small favors. Follow us on Apple iTunes and leave us a review. Like and comment on all social media. Sign up to our newsletter on the website, programmaticdigest.com, which sends you one reminder every new episode or once a month as a recap. For any articles, topics, and the guest information, you can find it in the show notes on our website, programmaticdigest.com. Thank you and stay curious, my friend.